0: Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship.
1: The Bible reading is from Luke chapter 1 and verses 57 to 80. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they were going to name him after his father Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There was no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was set free and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for the people to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of their tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel.
0: Oh, hey! Hey! Have you guys heard? Don't tell me you don't know. What a to do? Everybody is talking about it in the market. You remember that whole palaver with Zachariah when he was on incense duty in the temple and he came home waving his arms around trying to tell us something, but he couldn't get a word out, you remember? Well, finally, he got the whole story out of him and he he wrote it on a tablet. He told us about how an angel called Gabriel, funny name, had appeared to him telling him that he and Elizabeth were going to have a baby at their age. Well, of course, we all doubted him. What a story. And he says it's because he questioned God that God struck him dumb. As it happens, all us doubters were proved wrong. We all assumed we weren't seeing Elizabeth because she wasn't well on account of her age. Boy, were we wrong. It was a baby and a boy at that just as Zachariah said the angel had told him it would happen. Now, you think that's quite a tale. Well, it only gets better. Just you wait. (laughs) So the boy is eight days old. We all head over to Zachariah and Elizabeth's house for a bit of a knees up. It's what we do, celebrate the fact it's a boy, give him the snip snip, if you know what I mean. Then comes the time to name him. Of course, we all assume he'll be little Zachariah, like his father. It's what we do. But no. All the guys from the temple are just about to name the little man, and suddenly Elizabeth pipes up. Can you imagine? We women aren't even supposed to talk at these things. She insists on calling the kid John. John. (laughs) John, where did that come from? We don't get it. You have the choice. Why not honor your husband? But pulling the name out of the air, what's the point? No one in the family is called John. In our culture, the name of a child is very significant. One of the old guys who was talking to a priest told me that sometimes God has even changed the name of a person. Like Abraham to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah and Jacob to Israel. I'm glad he didn't change mine. I quite like mine. Anyway, we all look at Zechariah to find out what he thinks. I mean, he is the man. Someone hands him a writing tablet. And what do you think he writes? His name is John. (laughs) Now wait, because if you think that's shocking, listen to this. As soon as Zechariah writes that, his mouth opens and out comes a whole stream of words. The guy has been dumb for nine months, and now he's praising God. Well, as you can imagine, we all didn't know what to think. I guess the fact that Zachariah could speak again was a pretty good sign that John was the right name. I guess we can't deny that something pretty special went down. The thing is, the more I tell the story, the more I think about why. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they're good people. They deserve to be blessed with a child. We've always said it, and it's happened before. Maybe God has a purpose. A child that's made such an entrance surely has to be part of some kind of plan, right? And the name John, or someone later told me, that it means God's gracious gift. Well, I'm sure that's how Elizabeth and Zachariah feel. We'd all called her barren. She must feel pure joy. Now, when old Zachariah started talking again, I was too stunned to pay too much attention to what he was saying, But one of the others wrote it down and read it back to me later. He said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and redeemed his people. My people were led to redemption once before when we left Egypt. And now, to be honest, it feels like we're in captivity again, thanks to these Romans. We've been praying for a Messiah to redeem us again. Also, I'm sure he said something about John. Being a prophet of the Most High, that he would go before the Lord to prepare a way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation. And something about forgiveness of sins. Imagine that. Zechariah really believes it. Has his son been chosen to go before the Messiah? We've been waiting for the Messiah, the chosen one, anointed by God and set apart to do his work. But if God has chosen John to go before the Messiah, why does a God of such awesome power choose to work through a baby, a helpless baby? There really must be something pretty special about him. You know what? There are some things in life that are just impossible, like not being able to see our faces except in reflection. Hearing people's expectations of us at birth when we're born is another it's a good job John hasn't heard all this talk. What a weight of expectation on his shoulders. And not just from his parents, but from the whole community and from God. We all have high hopes for our children. But there's a difference between hopes that hold out opportunities and, and fixed expectations that a child's forced into fulfilling. We can't have a master plan for other people's lives. Hopes and dreams, yes. Yes supported by help and encouragement and freedom to become who God has created us to be. I remember looking down at my boys when they were born, so tiny and full of promise, and just hoping that they would be the best they can be, at being who God has made them. I think God has given us the gift of each other to love, respect, enjoy and encourage, not to control. John is first and foremost a gift to Zechariah and Elizabeth, and they know it. And then, on the other hand, there are good and healthy expectations of us. God is always out in front of us, calling us to be more than we ever thought possible. Maybe we're called to look at what God is making possible in our lives. Maybe it's time to stop trying to fulfill other people's unrealistic expectations of ourselves And find out what God is calling us to be. We could be surprised at where it takes us. It might be something really unexpected. Or it could be something we've always wanted. But needed the courage to pursue. Or even just reassurance that we're on the right path already. It's exciting stuff really. For John and Zachariah. And Elizabeth too. Maybe... God didn't give them this child simply as a reward for being good. John could be God's gracious gift, just as his name suggests. His birth was an extraordinary act of grace by God. Maybe this child isn't just a gift to Zachariah and Elizabeth, but to all of us. Gracious, gracious grace. What is grace? An undeserved, unexpected gift, right? God's grace gives gifts, not rewards. God's grace is amazing, because often God doesn't do what we expect. With grace, God may even do the opposite of what we expect. Zechariah and Elizabeth, old and childless, certainly didn't expect to become parents at their age. Zechariah was literally dumbstruck by the news, God's grace can reverse our human expectations, and God's grace can create possibilities in impossible situations. Has that ever happened to you? God's grace works in the world to give generous gifts, like the child John, and God fulfills his promises in ways we don't expect and don't deserve. We've seen it so many times before. God delights in being gracious, He delights in giving us what we don't deserve. And he delights in saving us. Let's pray together and reflect a little bit about what we've heard in the Bible passage. About awesome gifts and grace and the ultimate gift. God of all blessings, source of all life, giver of all grace. We thank you for the gift of life. For the breath that sustains life. For the food of this earth that nurtures life, for the love of family and friends without which there would be no life. Thank you for the mystery of creation, for the beauty that the eye can see, for the joy that the ear may hear, for the unknown that we cannot behold filling the universe with wonder, for the expanse of space that draws us beyond the definitions of ourselves. We thank you for setting us in communities for families who nurture our becoming, for friends who love us by choice, for companions at work who share our burdens and daily tasks, for strangers who welcome us into their midst, and for people from other lands who call us to grow in understanding for children, in understanding, for children who lighten our moments with delight, for the unborn who offer us hope for the future. We thank you for this day, for life, And for one more day to love. For opportunity and one more day to work for justice and peace. For neighbours and one more person to love and by whom be loved. For your grace and one more experience of your presence. For your promise to be with us, to be our God and to give salvation. It's exciting to receive a gift and even more exciting to open it. As you carefully unwrap the paper, the adrenaline rushes through your veins, excitement swells within you as you anticipate what's inside so beautiful a package. You open the box, and inside is the most beautiful gift you have ever seen. Its beauty is beyond words, it's indescribable, inexpressible. The gift you've received is beyond the description of mere words. Expressions of gratitude and thanks escape your lips as you convey thanks to the giver of the gift. Now thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Those surrounding John at his birth had no way of knowing what he would become and who the talked about Messiah would be. John was God's gracious gift, but the ultimate gift was still to come. John's family and friends thought the Messiah was coming to free them from the grip of the Romans. They had no idea that in the coming gift of Jesus Christ would be everything that man would ever need to live a complete life in every area, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, at this time of giving and receiving of gifts, help us to remember that your gift far exceeds the gift of a fur coat that will warm the body. "'during the coldest days, but will not, what, not warm the soul of a man when cold. "'It also far exis- exceeds the gift of a year's free shopping spree "'at the finest grocery store in the world, "'where the most scrumptious delicacies are kept "'and awaiting consumption by the most discriminating taste buds. "'These delicacies will only satisfy the hunger of the body, "'but will not quench nor satisfy the cravings of man's hungry and thirsty soul.' This gift, again, far exceeds the great, the great gift of a diamond ring that will bring joy and excitement to a woman's heart when given, but will not mend hurts when faced with tragedy and pain of separation. The gift of Jesus Christ far exceeds the gift of a new sports car that will thrill the heart and bring joy to the soul for one moment, but will not heal the body or restore life. All packaged within Jesus Christ is everything that man could ever need to be completely fulfilled and totally satisfied in every area of his being. Yes, everything. Thanks be to God for his incomparable gift to man of Jesus Christ. For all your gracious gifts and your ultimate gift, we give you thanks. Eternal, loving God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church,
1: please visit our website at